0: and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. j everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, McLean McGowan. It is such an honor to be here with you over the airwaves as we walk through this portal of time together, truly knowing that we are never alone. We might be on different parts of the life path, but as women, as mothers, as humans, we are collectively experiencing so many of the same things, and this truly is a place for us to be together, to learn and share from one another, to process, to bear witness to each other, and thrive. So thank you for being here. As we walk through to the end of November, through holiday season, eclipse season we are in, there might be a lot of changes, in Scorpio season in particular is such a beautiful time. Of course, it's my favorite time. It's my birthday time. But it truly is my favorite time because it is a time to slow down, to get quiet, to go inward, to go inside, and really connect with self. your connection to mother earth to spirit to god whatever that means to you to quiet the outside noise and truly knowing that's a choice we have a choice each and every day whether we're in the season or not to align deeper within ourselves it's always an opportunity for us but we often forget right life is busy we have young kids we have babies we have husbands we have wives we have partners and we have jobs we have expectations Uh, The list is never ending, right? So it can be a really nice reminder from the outside world that it is okay. And not only is it okay to go inside and get quiet and still, but it is the time to actually do that with the highest energetic backing from the universe. So journal, meditate, maybe even don't journal. If you're someone that feels pressure to journal or you journal a ton, maybe take a beat and don't journal and just sit with your thoughts and feel them rather than have to have them look a certain way. It's just a time to kind of look at your processes and what is internally driven and what is externally driven, and then make your way closer to the internal trusting the intuition, aligning with your superpower as a mother to trust that intuition. It will serve you on this path as we continue to get thrown with a lot of curveballs. And I'm so excited to share this episode with Carson, who is a friend. She's been a colleague for a long time, and I've been wanting to sit down with her and we just all live very busy lives. So this is the perfect divine timing. And there's so much to share about her. She is a beautiful human, first of all. She's a Scorpio. She's a deep thinker, a deep feeler, and has been called onto the path of doula and birth worker and also supporter of women in all ways at such a young age. It's very inspiring and is a real opportunity to lay our judgments aside based on youth and elders and wisdom. And it was a really Nice chat with her. And before we go into the episode, I just wanted to make a couple of updates. I have decided very organically, this was not a long thought out thing, but I've been called to take a break from the podcast for December and January. So don't worry, I will be back soon. But I've been doing this podcast now straight for two and a half years, and it's been Incredible, and I love it, and I do not want to stop. I'm going to keep bringing it, and I'm going to keep bringing it even more. So, I just wanted to take this beat. We're about to travel overseas. I wanted to be with my family over the holidays and get even more quiet. I am definitely in a rebirth. I am shedding skin. I just recently had a birthday. And it's always a time for me. I like to go really deep into the spiritual work, the inner work for myself. And when I know I'm giving myself that time, I know I can come back stronger in the new year with more to say, you know, I don't ever want this to be a place of more noise, more talk just for showing up in a podcast. You know, like I want everything I share to actually be of service to you all listening and So I'm going to take a beat. I'm going to take a pause and come back in a new way. I'm shifting a lot of the ways I'm going to be working. Really excited to offer some new containers, some new memberships, some new ways that I'm going to be coaching. Per usual, I will be doing the monthly containers, which um, you can reach out to me. You can go to the link tree in my bio and click on the different tabs. To learn more about my coaching, learn more about mom club. And I'm going to be offering a brand new membership for January, which I'll be sharing more about for a lot of us like-minded that are fired up by the mandates and politics and, and at the, at the very foundation freedom. So I'm starting a new membership for us and mothers interested in homeschooling and getting more support in that realm. So look out for that and you can sign up to get on the wait list for more information on that. And I'm going to take a pause for December for mom club because we're moving platforms. So all this information will be in Instagram and then also make sure that you sign up for my newsletter that you can also join via the link tree in my bio on Instagram at mother the mother. And if you ever have any questions or thoughts or want to schedule a chat, you can do that via hello at motherthemother.com. And I feel really excited for new ways that I'm stepping up and into myself and what I feel really called to offer what is needed right in this moment. And for those of you also that are not, maybe don't feel like you have the financial means at the moment or even just the brain capacity to step into a coaching container, I am offering a special holiday season one-off call. It'll be 90 minutes. And so if you're interested in that, please reach out. Hello at motherthemother.com. I know the holidays can bring forward a lot of stuff as we navigate feelings of loss, of death, of family trauma, of gathering with family, of not gathering with family. There's just so much to work with over the holidays. So if you're feeling like you're needing support in those realms and when it comes to pregnancy and postpartum and navigating all of those things, I'm here for you. So please do reach out. You are not alone. You are never alone. And for those of you that have been maybe on the fence about coaching, you know, it really is an opportune time to invest in yourself. And I say that with a whole lot of personal experience. And I know when I actually do invest, when I Take that leap. And it, you know, it never feels easy, right? I mean, all of my coaches say that too. It's like when you invest in yourself, the numbers continually get higher, right? Like one of my good friends who I do her membership and some coaching with, you know, she says each year the amount that she's investing in her coaches just keeps expanding, expanding. So it never gets easier. It's always like that, oh, that kind of like punch in the gut to invest. You know, it's like a hurdle for a lot of us to get over. But The abundance truly comes in when you take that step and you put your self-worth ahead of all others because we must refill our cups and we must do the work. And as mothers of young kids, babies, there's so much that we don't get to process because we just simply don't have the time. We're so in it. If you want To schedule a chat. I'm here for you. We can do a quick 15 minute chat and just see if right now is the right time for you. And it may not, but it's something to really consider for yourself as you close out this year and walk into your new year. And how do you want to be showing up in 2022? A lot's changed personally, collectively, globally, and we got to start living in our authentic truths. And there's a lot to kind of navigate as we come to that. So without further ado, I love you all. Happy, happy holidays. I'll still be showing up on Instagram, but I also really want to honor being quiet and being still and being with my family and allowing my batteries to be recharged and focus on slowing down rest for my physical and my mental health sending so much love out to all of you. I'm so inspired and in awe of how you all continue to show up for yourself, for your families, for your children. We are changing the world. We are changing our lineages when we commit to doing the work. I see you. I hear you. I love you. J Hi, Carson. Hi. So nice to be here with you.
1: So nice to be here with you. Sitting in your
0: little nest on the bio mat in Topanga. So nice. So to get us going, let's do a card pull. So nice to be with a fellow Scorpio this morning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling riled up. So per usual, allowing whatever resonates to come into your sphere and what does not to gently wash away back into the ethers from which it came. Nanu Baluku, she rests to create. There you go. There you go. We're just talking about this. Sometimes you got to stop to let the next chapter come. So you can close your eyes if you'd like, or just let the eyes be relaxed. Your energy is a precious resource, and there are ways of being that can enhance it, amplifying it and replenishing it. Give yourself sufficient rest and you shall find the way forward more effortless. Explore the lifestyle that grows your inner resources rather than requiring constant exertion and exhaustion to accomplish an endless list of external pursuits. You need this shift in being now because you are ready to accomplish more. For this to take place, there needs to be less effort and more wisdom. Trust and value what can be accomplished through rest. You have more than enough energy to bring to life the sacred visions held within your heart. An increase of energy and peacefulness is indicated. You are guided to choose high-energy people, places, and purposes. This does not necessarily mean that which is highly stimulating. Rather, it refers to that which regenerates you, with peacefulness and joy. Give generously to yourself to be able to give generously to others. You have unusual ideas or ways of being that suit you but may not suit others. Work with what works best for you without trying to force yourself to conform. This brings well-being and creative success. Nanu Baluku is the African grandmother creatrix, the supreme feminine creative principle. She created the universe, then rested. The intersection of rest and extraordinary creative power is repeated in numerous spiritual traditions from varied cultures around the world. It is also repeated in the lives of inspirational innovators and varied fields of discipline from the sciences to the arts. When you are boldly ambitious and creatively confident for the fulfillment of your life purpose and heart-inspired plans... It may seem that rest is the last thing you have time for. There is so much to be accomplished. Yet the conscious use of deep rest allows us to connect closely to the divine creative genius. Taking time for renewing stillness can allow us to work smarter rather than just always working harder. African spirituality is based on a holistic worldview where no issue in one's life is separate from the spiritual worlds. This recognition that the divine is intimately involved and lovingly invested in every single aspect of your life is how you begin to generate restful consciousness. This type of consciousness is based on trust that the divine knows what you are here to do and wants to help you do it. Therefore, you do not have to orchestrate the details of your life nor figure out everything or anything on your own. You do not need to have signs to prove something is happening every single day. What you need is faith in the fundamental goodwill that the divine has towards you and your life purpose, the reason for which you chose life in the first place. From that place of restful consciousness, you can make profound progress. You can release striving and pursuit in favor of activity that comes from a place of inner inspiration born from rest. In the mystical traditions of many cultures, that period of rest is considered to be the time when we incubate in silence and spaciousness. Through the invisible workings of the most willing and loving great spirit, all quiet and openness is responded to with renewed energy, clearer direction, and helpful guidance. You will likely find yourself becoming more active and certainly more productive through this process of resting regularly as part of your lifestyle. Rather than constantly discharging energy without having time to adequately restore yourself, instead you will be regenerating more swiftly and deeply on all levels of your being and continually amplifying your energetic output. Your actions will have farther reach. You'll have more to share with your loved ones. This is sacred submersion of established disorder that would otherwise have you chasing your tail, running yourself ragged, and wearing yourself out in the belief that somehow this would help you get to where you want to be, to make the contribution that you want to make. Instead, you will be healing and growing and creating from a place of trust within, creating the new world order in harmony with divine genius. The healing process for this is to rest lying down flat on your back with your legs and arms slightly apart with soft lighting so that you can close your eyes. The aim is to create a restful environment that will feel supportive of you slowing down your thought processes and settling out of your head into your body. Allow your vision to soften and even become a little blurry. Do not focus sharply on anything, but just lightly and easily shift your gaze from left to right right to left, up and down, and down and up from circle to circle. Do this slowly until it feels lightly hypnotic and relaxing. You are going to imagine, visualize, feel, or pretend that your thoughts can drift out of your head, moving around outside of your head, becoming like the soft, round circles. The more the thoughts become soft, round, and gently moving outside of your head, the more peaceful and restful the inside of your head feels. You can relax more deeply for healing and restoration. And so it is. Well, that was apropos for me.
1: So perfect for both of us. For both of us. It was really exactly what we were just talking about.
0: Exactly what we're talking about. These cards always The Earth Warriors Oracle by Lana Fairchild. They just always really represent what I'm going through and I know most of you listening too. And really I mean how much do we all need to hear that of just taking spaciousness and rest and getting off our phones and the news and the outside culture and like we were talking about even the the things that a lot of times light us up such as Instagram like I was just sharing some fake accounts trying to be an imposter on my account and it's just like I've just been thinking about so much this morning it really comes to person to person like if everything goes down if everything blacks out Where where are we? What are we doing? You know, we've become so dependent. Yeah. And it will always come back to being a human and being with other humans.
1: Yeah. We put so much of like our work and everything. But I think work is the big one for me personally. Mm -hmm. That's hard to let go of Mm -hmm. where you do feel like a prisoner Mm -hmm. to it because it's not just your free time. It's also associated with your pleasure and work together, which is kind of the brilliance of the model.
0: Yep why we're all addicted to it yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and why we have excuses not to leave it is because mm-hmm. yeah everything has changed in the meantime of how you do support your work which you know has so many pluses to it totally or connecting with mothers mm-hmm. as we talk about right that's mm-hmm. how we so I find a lot of clients
0: I'm sure it's the yeah. same
1: with you yeah. or offer support
0: so tell me about how you are because I know you're going through a lot of changes and transitions so how are you seeing your work and also just your life and lifestyle and what are you wanting to create with all of that moving forward
1: yeah so I guess in the doula part of me I'm moving more towards my class or focusing on that or, or working with clients in that capacity I have a growing together circle now that's been around for a year which I know it's like so cliche, like the silver lining of the pandemic or whatever, but one of the but things <laughs> yeah. that, yeah, that, that did, I don't think I would have done. Mm-hmm. Also Lori being the most amazing, yeah, supportive woman, just being like, you got to do this. And was very much out of my comfort zone last year to host a circle.
0: And this is for pregnant women?
1: Yeah. To teach. I'd never like worked in that capacity in a group setting and yeah, started with like 12 moms the first time. Now it's about 25, which is what I cap it at amazing. because I like the intimacy of it. Yeah, I like everyone same. to feel connected and mm-hmm. um, be able to ask questions and engage. And they're all live, which, mm. you know, I, there's so many great recorded classes out there. But I think people are really just looking for the live that, yeah. connection Yeah, and live, I mean, on Zoom. So right. <laughs> but the, the next closest but thing. But real time. Real time. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's also really challenged my I think belief around technology or just judgment of it because I feel so connected to these women I've never met in person and we, there really is a bond there. And so it's, it's beautiful to see that come through. Yeah. And so we've been I'm on my fifth circle now. Wow, They're that's so amazing. special. So and much is it, fun. What's the
0: container length?
1: It's 12 weeks. Awesome. Um, we do 10 sessions consecutively, everything from like postpartum nutrition, pelvic floor health to birth, birth plan, you know, childbirth education to postpartum care and breastfeeding. So we kind of cover the whole, the whole thing up until, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, then the rest of your parenting begins. But, um, and then one partner session where you bring in the partners and then one postpartum Mm -hmm. follow-up visit. But what's really cool is we're all on a group chat together. So the moms like right now, the moms from a year ago are like talking about like food for their mm-hmm. one-year-olds and that's sleep so schedules awesome. and things that I'm like, yo, this is way beyond my, I don't even know how yeah. to help but that's you so great guys at this point. Group, yeah, yeah, but the now container. they're helping each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm learning from them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's special. So I'm going to have more of those. I'm going to have a doula mentorship that I love mm-hmm. so much. Tell me about that. I to have you
0: on. Yeah, I'd love to.
1: I just kept getting so many DMs, emails from new doulas who... Were like i took a train well, some were like i don't know what training to take others were like i took a training it didn't feel like enough i don't even know how to begin i don't feel qualified to like even start this and a lot of people were saying would you men- mentor me and i'm just like i still feel like i started yesterday so i'm like i can't mentor you <laughs> I'm, I'm a baby doula like i and it just kept coming i was like look people are obviously really needing community my mother class is called growing together which i named because i really felt obviously it's cute because you know their bellies and babies Mm -hmm. are growing together but you know that we're we're all growing together there's nothing that i can bring them or teach them that's more than they could bring or teach themselves or to us to me and so i really wanted to feel like that it's not Mm -hmm. a class yes we call it that for lack of a a better word but really it's all of us learning and exploring and there's i've had anesthesiologists, doctors, pediatric nurses, just like the most amazing and highly qualified in this space be in the circle. And so So it's so amazing. I have one of the moms is anesthesiologist. I'm like, I don't know how that works. Teach us. Mm -hmm. And so she's bringing something into it. And so I really, that's kind of what my circles are about. It's like, we're all learning together and I'm just facilitating that space. Same thing with the doula mentorship. I'm you know, it's, it's newer doulas. Some have a little bit more experience, but they just want a safe space to explore all the things. Yeah, I think totally. they just want help with confidence too. We're all like, for me, it was Lori. Like she was like, go out and do this. You know what yeah. to do. You don't need anything. And I could turn to her at any point and ask questions. And then she would just boost my confidence to be able to go out in the world and do it. And so that's what the circle is, is um, anything from getting a job interviews to being at a birth and feeling inadequate which I think is so bred into us right we need like a PhD to be able to do Mm -hmm. anything that's like productive or be a doctor or whatever and obviously doulas aren't we're not medical professionals so we have our boundaries but you don't need to be certified to be a doula no right you just need to know how to care for someone and show up for someone and Mm -hmm. hold space and so a lot of it's just that I think just bringing us back to that and Mm we have experts come on and share birth stories and it's so much fun. Mm,
0: I love that. And that's, there is such a need for that because so many of the doula trainings are two days and then you're yeah. expected to go and like have a business. So I think it's really yeah. beautiful that you also, I mean the, like the base minimum is you're just helping people with expectations and yeah. like knowing what is what is starting this as a career. Yeah. It's also a weird time to start this as a career. And yeah. also I think, it's so true. It's like we get addicted to more certifications. Oh, my gosh. But I do think with doula work, as if anything, it's like the more that you're led by what interests you, that's amazing because you bring that to your work and you'll find the yeah. clients that resonate.
1: Well, I really think we never should stop learning exactly. or never, you know, never yeah. stop learning. I always say always with every birth student. I do, I know less because yeah. it's always and they're never Alike, but I think part of learning is doing. Mm-hmm. And Anna Paula told me that at my training. Like I was like, can I shadow you now? And she's like, no, go do mm-hmm. it. And that's where you learn. Mm-hmm. But I think in doing that, it feels really good to have like a tether of somebody you can come to. Also just to process the emotional part, yeah. which I think it's, I'm disappointed in just birth doula training community whatever that is or just like in my own journey I didn't feel like there was enough support of how to actually care for the doula and how yeah. to process these feelings and not let it come in and, and affect you too much because a lot of tears involved it's brutal sometimes yeah. it's
0: brutal. and it is I think something that is lacking in our greater society is just mentorship in general yeah and to have that relationship is so important and crucial. That's how we learn. Yeah. And so I think that's so important that you're doing that. I love that you're doing that. Yeah. So people have the space.
1: Yeah. And can meet other doulas.
0: We need each other. Yeah. As it continues to unfold. I mean, LA, I think it's so interesting because I started doing this almost 10 years ago and it was, it felt like such a exciting new time, this brand new world. And this was like the hub. Right. And then through this past two years and COVID and it now all feels very dispersed and like there is no community. Yeah. So if we have to do it online, we have to do it online. Yeah. And then create in, in real life when we can.
1: Yeah. For me, watching it just be so dispersed, so every day is different. There's no sense of certainty in terms of what your support can look like, what it looks like within the hospital. Just like a, what a great opportunity to be equipped with more knowledge mm. before the birth. Totally. Because you can't just lean on. Yeah the assumption that you can have the birth team of your choice or have things go as maybe it was when your sister or friend gave birth a couple of years ago.
0: And actually that's a point I wanted to bring up is there is this sense of, I see it with a lot of my clients and I saw it with myself personally with my first birth is there's this notion that hiring your quote unquote dream Mm -hmm. team is going to get you the birth that you want. And that is not how it goes Mm -mm. most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so I think. One of the silver linings of this time is really taking self-responsibility for our own education yep. and our own birth. Because we, the mother, are the ones birthing. Yeah. No one else. Yeah. And the support obviously matters, but yeah, it really comes to us. And I think that's what really pinged me when you're talking about your container is for women to really own that through their pregnancy.
1: Yeah. And I feel that too, I think, as a new young doula – which is part of which I, I felt was lacking in my training was this, like you kind of start out being like, okay, amazing. I'm going to like yeah, I know I, I can't control the birth, but there's like, a, and I know I can't play God, but like, I'm going to make it great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it great. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that I, I can do all that I can in my power to make it great, which comes from such a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And, and we also, we think that like our presence there is kind of can save somebody in a sense. And like yeah. the more and more you do it, the more you're like, Oh, I can't do that. And that's such a hard feeling when you're a giver and compassionate and want to, but it that becomes self-sacrificing, I think, if you continue to work that way. And then you also rob the mother of of that experience, like you said, of of really taking ownership and allowing the journey to unfold.
0: And it confuses the lines too. And it's so easy when you don't get the birth you want, it's so easy to want to blame. I think it's just human behavior. We yeah. want to blame yeah. the OB or the midwife or the doula yeah. or our partner, you know, yeah. whoever Nurse, we can. Whoever, yeah. Um, because a unfortunate truth is there is a lot of birth trauma and births not going how we would like them. And so again, it comes back to really being educated before you give birth, even before you're pregnant. Yeah. And then also knowing that Every birth is truly a miracle and we have our lessons
1: in them, yeah.
0: And, and our kids have their lessons, that how they want to be birthed and how they want to come through, so it's just yeah, the wide unknown.
1: It's so and it's hard. It's hard yeah. for I mean, I think it's a Scorpio trait, but we mm-hmm. like to be mentally yeah. organized. Yeah. <laughs> control. I like <laughs> to control. control. That's a nicer I mean, way to yeah, say it. I do. Um yeah, no, and and I even talk about this with my doula group a lot. Like there's I say it to my clients, we say it, we talk about it, we know it, but it doesn't make it easier. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that like, like it's still, we all have even doulas midwife, like we all have that ego or whatever controlling part of it where we desire to have things go a certain way.
0: Yeah. And we want the people we like and love to get what they want. I mean, you know, when I have clients that get the home birth they want, I'm so ecstatic for them, you know, and it doesn't always go that way, but when it does, it does feel like a victory. Yeah. Because there is so much push against, quote unquote, the system. you know? Totally. So speaking of that, so are you, how have you been showing up for births through COVID? Has it been mostly home birth?
1: I mean, it's been all over the place. Hospital, obviously, yeah. obviously mm-hmm. like not allowed in the hospital sometime, which is when the class has really, I think, been an important part of our work together with my clients. Some virtual dueling, but really just emphasizing this prepared before the hospital, whether or not I can be there. Definitely an increase in home birth. Yeah. So I've been doing that and um, taking a little break now. But before I was back in the hospital, as, you know, per hospital policy, every hospital is a little different right now.
0: I know. So, it's been so confusing.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, home birth is, I think, having a...
0: Resurgence. A, yeah,
1: which mm-hmm. is cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Love a good home birth.
1: Mm, I know. Me too. It's been an interesting... I had, like, a couple births back to back and like some of my hospital induction epidural just you know medicalized birth have been so seamless and beautiful and like really just easy I mean never easy I hate that word when it's birth it's not easy for anyone but you know just like kind of yeah like smooth and just great and and then my some of my home births like have been the opposite you know where Mm -hmm. we think that like yeah if it's at home you can kind of avoid again back to that thing like avoid it being typical but it's just interesting right it's like sometimes the hospital adds a whole host of issues you could have avoided oftentimes right Mm -hmm. creates a lot of unnecessary issues Mm -hmm. for everyone and sometimes birth is just fucking hard (laughs) like wherever it is you know this obviously from your birth story but i feel like the, the the lessons also come up for the doulas too you know just totally. like they come yeah I the mean long. home birth is not like the easy <laughs> yeah way no I like like I love a good home birth too but I'm just yeah. like oh man yeah. I've had yeah. some like tough home births too yeah but I just posted it this morning about my friend which was so healing and it's so nice to see all the comments of everyone being like this is so healing to hear but had like a, a cesarean a tough birth the first time I just had a v- a H mm. back at home Wow, that was like three hours long and so that was really That's that amazing. was the last birth I did mm. and, and we will do for a while and it was such a beautiful way mm. To see both and to end my season of practicing right now of like, yeah, just getting to over, you know, three and a half years with this client, get to see her show up and her courage. And I was like, I was like, whether it's the OR or the bathtub, you know, to like really be able to. That's
0: so beautiful.
1: Yeah. it It was really special.
0: And I do think the second time around is so different. I mean, I was so committed to a birth center birth with my first, and we did end up transferring. But there are also red flags I wasn't reading along the way. I mean, it was such a journey. But then when I did a home birth with the second, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think I was actually ready for what this actually is. Interesting. In what way? It's so hardcore for me because I'm controlling. Yeah. And I have a very – Stubborn I know I might look chill to the outside world but (laughs) internally I'm the same way like whenever I'm doing games or like you know different retreat stuff I'm always like the last one in the woods blindfolded like not asking for help like that's just and so for me I think I didn't know the level to which I had to surrender Mm -hmm. with my first but then who knows? Because they also broke my water. If they hadn't broke my water, I mean, it was 10 dilated, dialed, like ready to go four hours first time. So like that was a variable wow. that maybe if that hadn't happened, I would have pushed her out very soon after. So it's yeah. like so hard to know, you know, and I might have said, you know what, let's just wait before we go to the hospital. But I didn't, I didn't know. And I yeah. trusted. It also taught me a lot. And then going into the home birth, I was like, okay, with the second, I may still not get that home birth, but I'm going to do everything in my power to go for it. mm mm-hmm. And then I'll have a different doctor waiting for me at the hospital if I have to do that, you know? Yeah. That's an important
1: part of of that uh plan, I think. Uh
0: Just knowing that you're going to be seen and heard and you can trust who's there. Having said that, it's also trusting myself. That was the big thing. It's like I trusted myself in such a deeper way that anyone else's... Projections or questions, it didn't even apply to me. Yeah. Because I'm just like, no, I know me and I'm yeah. doing this. Doing it on your yeah, terms. Exactly. I
1: had a client give feedback the other day on a, a class she was in. She lives in Kentucky. She was amazing. And she was a, a second time mom in my growing together mm-hmm. class. And she had wanted to have a V back, had a cesarean the first time, and then had ended up having a second cesarean. But she just wrote, wrote in, in the group and she was like, look, like obviously I'd wanted a V back, but ultimately, because I took the class and really learned about it, I was able to make all these decisions. And when I got to the point where I needed a cesarean, knowing I had done everything in my power Mm -hmm. to support the birth I wanted and then couldn't be in my power in turning to that, then feeling like you're saying, you know, like you could really trust yourself. Not meaning that you'll trust whatever the outcome is going to be or how it's going to go down, but you can trust that you're leading. And that's
0: pretty much everything. I mean, that really... I feel like that's where so much of the birth trauma comes from, is not feeling like you had a say in what was happening to your body. Yeah. And it's different for everyone. Like, I mean, that's a whole other discussion, but I think it does bear repeating for all of us to remember that whatever we consider to be quote unquote birth trauma is so personal. It can look Mm. like a great birth on paper, but if you don't feel empowered and you don't feel like you're calling your shots on your own body, it's not. Yeah. So how did you get into this work? Because you're young. How old are you? 27. 27. And so tell us a little bit about how you got into this work. What brought you to it?
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, I think my mom's birth of me or my birth you know, is a big part of it. She always spoke of it very fondly, but also it was like, dad was watching the news and your sisters had all their friends from high school in the room. Like, <laughs> it was like, what? You know, it wasn't. I know my mom, and she expressed that she had, she wanted candles and she had her birth plan, and she would have loved someone like you, you know, or just having like, like that is so up her alley. But I think she was busy being like a good stepmom and a good wife and daughter. My grandma flew in. And so just, it wasn't about her and I. It was yeah. about all the people who were excited for my arrival and ultimately ended in what they described as an emergency cesarean at 10 centimeters or it's also hard when it's like 27 years go by I and know. like the I'm like, could you have written it down do we have medical records can we talk about it but yeah she just yeah. i went to 42 weeks was induced and then like ultimately wasn't happy with that and ended up in a cesarean so there was always like the scary part of it but she it was really positive for her but i also i could really feel that it wasn't it wasn't about her mm-hmm. and so i do think that that's something i remember whether it be from the birth or just hearing growing up, hearing her story of it. And I think like most of us was just f- terrified of it. I can't I don't know if that was because of my story, even though she always told it in a positive light or just our culture, which is so, so much fear about pregnancy, getting pregnant. It's like you spend all this time, your high school, sex ed, like, don't do this. You'll die. Like, just yeah. don't do it. Whatever and then you do, don't get <laughs> don't pregnant. Get pregnant. <laughs> and so then you're like, OK, OK. Yeah. uh, No. And then you're like, then one day you're supposed to like switch gears. It's literally
0: like a light switch. Yeah. I'm like, with
1: like all this ingrained, like fear from media and movies, it's all awful. And so I always just was like, women are insane. Moms are crazy. Who does this? I'm never doing that. And then I saw the business of being born and it was the first time I'd seen footage of birth that wasn't the like monty python scene remember like the legs and yeah. 20 people over <laughs> and the blood squirting in the air and was just like wow this is so taken aback like really just like, started bawling because i just had such an emotional reaction to it but also was bawling because i was just like what the fuck is mm-hmm. going on here <laughs> so i was like there was two things i was like this is so beautiful but this is so terrible and then my sisters both had kids at the time I called them and was hysterically crying and they were like, are you sure you're crying about a Ricky like documentary? Like, do we need to fly out to New York? Are you okay? Like, I I think at that point I was like, oh, not everybody watches the business of being born and like has that reaction. They were like really concerned. Uh, Like maybe you're pregnant. Like what's going on? I'm like, no, no, this is, this is big for me. And so I think from then on, I just like, I'd see a mom on the street. I like. I was just. I was like, "You did this thing! Oh my god, that's like I had just like respect. I didn't like understand. It was the only intro you're ever given. Like, and you're not given it. You have to seek out the business of being born. You're yeah. not even given it. You're expected to go through all of your formal education in a deep fear state about it. Anyway, moved back to LA and met Haley Oakes, midwife, who was just mutual friends with my are friends with my boyfriend and her husband now. We were all just at the same party and struck up a conversation. She's like, I'm a midwife. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and we joke because I would, like, chase her around if I'd ever see her out. And she'd be like, ah, like, let me just have a drink. Um, But I just wanted to ask her everything. I was so interested. And I was like, I think I'm really curious about this. And so I
0: took my training. And that was so that. Awesome. And then you moved. I feel like you moved very quickly on it.
1: Yeah, once I started doing it, I was just, like, hooked. This is it. Like, yeah. I was so, I was really lucky to get clients, like, friends. I had one old friend who, I was so bizarre, I, like, hadn't talked to her since high school. She was a little older than me. And as I'm sitting in my training, she texts me a picture of her ultrasound, not knowing I was in the training. And was like, wow. I haven't talked in years. And I was like, turns out I'm in doula training. <laughs> so I started right away.
0: That's so cool. And... Tell me about also your products that kind of segue into this work as well and how that started.
1: So seeing the Moon kind of was born around the same time. I wonder what's, what was in my chart there because I feel like I, I had know. like a lot of. How
0: old were you when all this went down?
1: So I graduated, I guess, from I know, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say 22, 23, like that year. Mm-hmm. So bad with dates. But this was like I graduated from college, moved home. What am I going to do? And this all kind of came that Yeah. following Year, yeah. I seeing the moon was something I or the body scrub was something I made in my kitchen forever. My mom was very particular about what I was able to put on my skin. Being part of an uh, RDC for so long and and knowing about toxic skincare mm-hmm. products like way before we were talking about it, mm-hmm. I was so lucky to have that and have her teach me about that as a young age. So we made a lot of our own products and. I the love your scr- mom. <laughs> she's so funny. She's so, awesome. she's so great. I mean, I always tease like she grounded me for painting my nails in an unventilated room as a kid. Like that was like <laughs> the biggest trouble I could get in. How could you do that? So yeah. So I, I it, when I graduated, or when I was in New York, people kept asking in LA for me to send the scrub, just my formula in my kitchen back home to them. And after just enough people asking, I decided to take it to market and so stop making awesome. it in my kitchen.
0: That is so cool. <laughs> Does that feel like a huge, Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, because I've never made a product, but like, what does that feel like? Definitely.
1: It's one of those things that feels, it's interesting because I didn't, like with the doula, I was like, okay, I'm going to train for this. I'm going to set up this business. Like, this is what I want to do. And so there was a lot of like effort Mm -hmm. going into it, but it was really interesting with the scrub. Like I have to say, like it just, I was following it like <laughs> like that's okay so cool. i gotta keep up but it mm-hmm. just was like something somebody wanted and i just was like started like listening to it and following it and so this whole time it kind of feels like i've been chasing it mm-hmm. but it's a cool feeling yeah um that's and i so i'm so, awesome. I'm so I grateful yeah. for it but it and not that it's not hard work to do right. and and to grow and build but it wasn't what i set out to do yeah. i guess that's what it like surprised me yeah
0: Mm, I love that. And now you have the oil, yeah. which I love both of them, by Thank the way. Thank you. I've been putting the oil on my hair every day. Oh, my gosh. You have the most beautiful it's, hair. Wow. Well, Thank you. It's helping me because I need a trim. And so it's definitely helping the dead but, ends. Oh, good. Ends. I'm glad.
1: Yeah. Try the argan oil. I That's love really it. Thank and you. And it smells so good. And the Yay. scrub
0: is like, I want to eat the scrub. Thank you. If you haven't tried the scrub, people get the scrub. Yeah. It's so good. The scrub is definitely
1: our, like, hero so good. product. The oil is great, too. Everyone just was like, we need an oil so we can put that scent on us when totally. we're not in the shower. And it
0: absorbs so well. Yeah. Because I'm so, I mean, I'm a very picky person about what I put on my skin. <laughs> <makeup. laughs> and I love it. You know. Love it. And then you have the candle. Candle, too. Yeah. Love that candle. Thank you. Your smells. Like, how do you figure out the smells? They're divine.
1: Well, in, when I was making it in my kitchen, it was vanilla extract, literally from, like, Like the pantry. And that was what the initial smell was with the brown sugar and coconut oil. It just made the best scent. And then when I started taking it out of my kitchen and and producing it in a manufacturing place, I wanted something like more shelf stable and that I could use in, in the product. But I also really wanted to make sure that the integrity of the fragrance was in line with my beliefs and it's so hard when you're developing a product there's so many trade secret laws protecting fragrance houses and and so i opted for food grade fragrance so it's labeled natural flavors it's like literally the same vanilla you would have in probably a cookie in the market um and so that was my way of knowing that my scent was safe enough to eat but i really wanted to nail the cookie Mm -hmm. flavor and so i was like what better way than actually using the edible stuff Yeah. yeah
0: so good And so where do you see this? Do you see it growing more into more products?
1: Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Lori and I have been speaking a little bit about doing some stuff and yeah, it's a lot. I mean, every product when it's just me is, takes a long time and a lot of work, but it's definitely, definitely hope to, to grow with it. But I also want to keep it into the, just the essentials. I think Mm -hmm. part of like. Addressing our environmental disaster is also just, it's its a hard line because I don't want to be a part of more consumption and right. manufacturing of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really keeping it to like what what we do need. Like, yeah, we do need some things and we I don't believe we need an isolated cream for every part of our body. Yeah, agreed. That's marketing. Yeah. So part of the oil, right, is hair, face, and body. Like yeah. you can have one oil that does it all. Yeah. I get the financial benefits of, you know, having an yeah. eye oil and then this and that. But yeah, so I, I want to grow, up, but I also want to be mindful of
0: not, Keeping it tight. not
1: yeah, yeah, like trying to challenge that consumer kind of pattern of yeah, the more is more, more. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. So you talk about Lori a lot, Lori Bregman. <laughs> love Elle Lori. Breggie. We love Lori. Tell me about because I know she's been such a huge part in your life and mentoring yeah. you how did you guys hook up
1: she i read her book i had a friend who was one of her clients who was like you have to read Lori's book mindful mom to be and so read it early on and ended up dming her mm. which is like how i'm, I'm meeting yeah. a lot of the girls i'm working with now yeah. and was like so-and-so sent me your way and i just read your book and i love it and we had mutual friends and she had now looking back like been the doula for so many people i know she was like come up to Topanga, to my house right now. You know, she's yeah. so like open so arms. Laura, and I was like, I I've been looking for somebody to work with. And yeah, at first we really started like in a traditional mentorship and then we just became like best yeah. friends. <laughs> oh, so sweet. Yeah.
0: And then are you talking about your move?
1: I guess we can announce it we here. We can announce it. Yay!
0: Where are you going? Yeah, I'm moving to North Carolina. So exciting. I'm
1: so excited. I know I haven't really like... I mean, I've told friends and stuff, but it doesn't feel real. I'm like, I feel like until I get there and I like have my feet on the ground, then yeah, I it's can be like, theoretical. I live in North Carolina. Totally. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. I'm so happy so for you. Thank you. I'm so excited. And I'm only doing it because you're going to
0: be close. I want to be close also. someday. <laughs> someday sooner than later. I know. Yeah. Well, they're, they're amazing people there and more Everyone and more moving there. So nice. And it's going to be, I just, I really think it's going to be such a great. You know what? You.
1: The, everything j- checks every box for us. Except for, I mean, obviously we miss our friends and family here. The birth thing. Midwifery is yeah. illegal.
0: That's wild.
1: I know. So I need to do more research around that. And, like, that's my dream is to, like, come in there and just change that law. Yeah. But, yeah. you. I mean, there's certified nurse midwives who can work in hospitals. And I, I'm not – I have to do more research on it. But that's – it's so crazy. Like –
0: Maybe I'll drive over and stay. you're going to just free birth. Yes. I know. Trust me. Everybody <laughs> and all
1: the birth team in L.A. will be getting a call. I
0: know. Then, like, like, just let it you know. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: all flying out. I know. But isn't that crazy? Like apparently it's That's really insane. hard to find a home birth team. Or or just someone who will support a home birth, home birth so because of weird. its regulations.
0: It's a weird time. It's a weird it's time a really to be alive. Time. It's a weird time to be bringing life forward. But, you know, it's always been difficult to be a human. Mm-hmm. I, I remind so myself true. this daily. Yeah. Like, our ancestors did not have it easy. I it know. was different. It was like not being censored off Instagram. <laughs> but, you know, it was... Yeah. It's always been hard. There's, it, always, there's always been corruption. Yeah. There's always been the powers that be. Trying it's just to... more evident now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. dad
1: always reminds me of this because I'm we're the same. Yeah. You know, like yeah. a Scorpio and yeah. can just like flip a table. Right. And, oh, God, <laughs> What's going on, <laughs> everybody? And he's always just like Carson. It was like this when I was a kid too. You know, like there are yeah. things like, and not that that's like. I mean, he's. Look, I think it's important to have like a balance of the the fire yeah. in it too. But is um, sometimes I'm just like, okay, you've been around for like a lot longer, and yeah, it's true.
0: It is true, and it is. You know, we all have our phones, so we're seeing the videos of it. But even that's, I mean, that's all being edited, and you know,
1: yeah, are we manipulated
0: it's like, for a certain narrative anyway? So it's like
1: totally, and it's all like relative. the human brain isn't really wired to be seeing this much. No you know, when the news started or TV is like you had one channel and it was like a limited time of day. Now it's like you can really be on this 24 hour news cycle. And now even if you don't, I'm like, I don't watch the news. I don't read the news, but I am because I'm on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is. So
0: But yeah, but we're getting information.
1: Yeah. This like over our brains are are maybe not intended to be that informed. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And like that overly stimulated. Yeah times. But I also do feel like we are at a, a place where so many veils are being lifted that it can be overwhelming. And that's where it comes to that self-discipline of like being very conscious of what you eat, what you read, what you listen to, yeah. what you watch, what company you keep. But yeah. it's ultimately I do think leading us somewhere positive. Me too. I really do.
1: I think we're in the like, yeah, that ring of fire transition, that part that's yes. like- Really hard, and maybe it will even get harder. You know, I think my, It might may it may be <laughs> a little harder if, uh, we're um, at that point now where every woman screams
0: or uh, most women scream, yeah. "I want drugs now." I know, like, and you we are like, it's gonna get worse <laughs> and then
1: um, better and then a little worse and oh, then a little know. better. Then, but yeah, so I think, yeah. yeah, and so I I do think that this has to happen, and I think overall there is so much collective like change and like you said, un- unveiling that's ultimately. For our, our growth But not linear
0: That just reminded me Of my first birth Now I know I was in transition I didn't know I was at the time But I remember Just grabbing my doula Like looking her Dead in the eyes And being like Just tell me This is the worst It's gonna get Cause I can do this I cannot do more Worse. than this
1: yeah. Oh my god <laughs> And she was
0: so sweet She was like Well You're doing great I was like No I need no. answers I need a very specific <laughs> answer Right now Yeah And you know I know And it's like one. We want that for this mm-hmm. too
1: Mm -hmm, but i'm like i feel it's weird i don't know if you have this too but i there was a time like i want to say like maybe four months ago five months i was just like crying all the time i really was like felt it and i don't think that things have gotten better i think i've just been and i don't know if it's like astrological or like nutritional or like something going on in me or like collectively But i feel more capable Mm -hmm. of handling
0: totally the turmoil
1: than i did yeah. And I mean, maybe I'm getting more acclimated to it, but I'm like, I, I think I'm more braced, to brace myself more for it to get harder and feel a little bit more little like resourced. I can, yeah, like yeah. I can maybe weather it. Whereas before I was just like,
0: yeah, well, I mean, we're so, we're used to a lot of weirdness now. And yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it was unthinkable that everyone in the world would be wearing a mask. Yeah, I mean, like now it's like, you don't even think, I mean, I do think about it, but most people aren't thinking about it anymore. It's just like rote, right? Yeah.
1: You so. know what I like to think of about- <laughs> when everyone just wore gloves? That was my right. favorite. Yeah. When I- <laughs> it's like-, <laughs> like, remember that part of the pandemic where everyone was at the grocery store with gloves yeah. and they thought
0: they were like, but That was it. That was I it. Know. That was the best. It's so weird looking back because it feels like a, literally a lifetime ago. Like, I feel like I'm a completely different person now when it was just like, How am I going to stay home for two weeks? Yeah. What? You know, it's just so bizarre. But I do think. It has forged us into being a lot stronger and we just gotta continue to do that and
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Be able to handle just it. Just ride it. Like yeah. ride
1: through it and, and be like observing. I mean I still have those days of yeah. course. But overall, and maybe just like the move. I think yeah. there's like a sense new of peace. Hope and and yeah. Peace. Yeah. And something new. There's things that I can look yeah. forward to that. F- oh my God, I mean, this there's a close claustrophobic thing happening. Yeah. Right now, I think everyone is to a certain extent
0: here. Also, LA is a very weird bubble. Yeah. When you- Let me just tell you when <laughs> yeah. you land at that airport and you walk off that plane um, and you drive, you are going to feel the weight of the world leave your shoulders. I'm so excited. I want you to text me. I will? It's going to feel right so good. Away. It's, I'm just so excited for you and I can't wait till I'm in the same boat because it is a very, I mean, I think probably wherever you are, but LA is a very specific bubble right now. And it just goes to show you, we get so used to wherever we are and whatever we know, whatever's Mm -hmm. familiar, we acclimate. It's a human necessity. And so then when you can kind of helicopter out of it you realize there's a great big world, right? It's like a traveling.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's also part of that is like a cure for anxiety, right? Like
0: not, or not cure,
1: but like a tool of like removing yourself as the center and being able to like zoom out and other factors. And I think like a physical move, I always remind myself, I'm like, look, you can't like move and solve all of your problems right. but like or the the world's problems i don't have any problems right. <laughs> obviously no, i have no problems <laughs> it's just everyone else's problem it's my problem mm-hmm. no but yeah it's like not a move isn't gonna do that but i think it can help sharpen that tool like you're exactly what you're saying of like taking you out of that center and and shaking it up a little bit yeah and you and see reminding new you of parts that. of yourself yeah when
0: the environment changes i know there is that saying you know, wherever you go, there you are. And yes, that is true, but also environment is a lot. Yeah. And just being in nature that much is going to be so awesome. I mean, we're in nature here, but it's different. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to bring up, because I think it's a really beautiful, just part of the doula discussion. I'm kind of circling back. Mm -hmm. I remember when I did my prenatal yoga teacher training with Gurmukh, the Kalsa way, Mm -hmm. and she, someone had a question of, you know, something to the extent of like, Becoming a doula, but she hadn't had kids. And Mm. Gurmukh made such a beautiful – had such a beautiful viewpoint on this, which was sometimes those that have not gone through birth can show up in such a clear way because you don't have the birth trauma. Mm. And I just think it's something to be spoken about. Like, it's both and with all of it, you know? Because I generally am someone that, like, if I'm asking – Someone else or, quote, unquote, expert, I like them to have gone through it. Yeah. And they can carry a lot of that stuff. And when it comes to birth, I think it's almost next to impossible if you haven't done a lot of self-work not to take mm. it into the room.
1: So true. Yeah.
0: So I think it's it's actually really beautiful. And, like, Lori doesn't have kids either. And she's yeah. an incredible doula, right? Erica she's, Chidi, too. Yeah. And she's, like, yeah. amazing. So so I think examples. it's just, you know, it's so person specific yeah is what i'm saying and i think the the work that we do is so much about taking care of people being a caretaker and also working out our own stuff most of the people i know in the birth world have come to it based on life experiences right like we're trying to heal something within ourselves or our lineage i mean it applies to everything it's like yeah look at therapists like anyone that becomes a therapist is working some shit out yeah like Therapists do not have all the answers for sure, you know, so it's just no right or wrong. I just wanted to like, kind of bring that to people that are listening because it is really important that you always jive with who is going to be in the room with you when you birth. Yeah. I get asked that
1: question a lot, like sometimes in interviews or just from newer doulas Mm -hmm. who are like, how could you do this? Or there's people a, a lot. And it's so, I think you, there's multiple answers to that. One is like. I think when we look back in history, as a lot of the the midwives and like for thousands of years, a lot of them weren't the ones who had kids. I mean, that was more just logistical, right? Like husbands weren't down with you, like leaving for 24 hours, like you had Mm -hmm. to maybe be somebody who didn't have your own family to care for in that dynamic where the woman was home. And so I think there's a lot of, there's a long history of it being, of women being supported through pregnancy by not mothers
0: right non-house yeah basically. yeah like nuns exactly People yeah. in the, so, the town that were single yeah
1: so there's there's something to be said about that which is i think interesting mm-hmm. on like a historical perspective mm-hmm. but also yeah i mean i said i'm like look everybody There's a doula for everyone and i think some people feel like you were saying like very supported by a more like maternal figure which I don't think I am. I like look like ten, <laughs> so I don't think people are like, "Oh, she like gives me maternal." Right. I mean, I think I have like a maternal energy for the totally. work, I, but I'm not like. What you're talking yeah, about. yeah, I like think some people want somebody of like that, like their wise woman, maybe looks and yeah. feels more of like a mother or grandmother, even, yeah. and that's where they find that source of strength. And I'm like, in which case, that's beautiful. Yeah. And like, here are those yeah. doulas that might offer that. Um. So I'm, I'm like straight out. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely younger. I'm I'm not a parent, but um i I do say what you say too, like even if I had a hundred kids, like my job is not to bring any of that into right. the space you know or to like into your birth, and ultimately, like I know how I want to do this one day, I know how well, I might have done it had do I have kids had I you know already had kids by now, but i you know hope I don't impose that, yeah on you yeah and and you can be a parent and do this work and not impose it, but I think it's harder right, um, and so for me, I always think like i'm learning so much from my clients mm. i mean obviously they're learning from me too but not learning from my experience learning from my experience with literally hundreds of parents versus my experience of me alone
0: right that is very interesting i think that's why i like the postpartum so much i mean i'm made for postpartum not birth first of all as far as a support team yeah
1: and i'm the opposite yeah i'm made for birth like i Not made for
0: postpartum. Yeah. I mean, it's just totally different vibe. And some do both, but I don't think, I think even if you do both, you lean towards one Mm, more than the other, you know? What makes you feel that way? I think, you know, it's so funny because life can be just so obvious when you have some space and time. But I think I came to this work to work with mother energy Mm -hmm. and mother wound energy. And it's no mistake that my business called mother the mother like that dawned on me a couple years <laughs> yeah. driving and i was like what oh my god so it's just i really wanted to be i mean i got into this work after the birth of jemima because i was like there's no help on this end there's yeah. all this money and classes and energy towards yeah. the event and there's nothing on the other side yeah. I mean, this is almost a decade ago so yeah. lots changed yeah. but it's still still not you're talking about it, it's so hard to yeah. find
1: great clients support. yeah, yeah. It's postpartum hard.
0: yeah so i mean that's just totally where I feel like my niche is. I also am not good around blood. <laughs>
1: That's a big one. I faint. Okay. So. That's why. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just not my my jam.
1: See, I feel like I have this like energy where I can like go, 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 which it's also my downfall too, right? Talk about the, the card you pulled. I'm not quite as good in like the stillness. Mm-hmm. I can move. And it was once described by a spiritual teacher as a bouncing ball. (laughs) You know, which she was that was not a compliment. Like she was like, you gotta like root. And I think that and obviously there's a lot of grounding in the birth and, and rooting, but I think it it's just like inherent kind of in the process itself. And so like birth grounds me and roots me, but also allows for like the energizer bunny in me to like Right. And you need work. You need that in birth. Yeah. Like I can like, yeah. yeah, have this, this energy that's like in the moment. Yeah. Whereas holding a baby or just sitting in that stillness of the postpartum is so beautiful. But I was just like, yeah. I can't not, like it was, it was too much stillness for me. And I think until I'm a parent, I don't know if I can access it. And the way that I felt was fair to the parents, because I really think it's such sacred work that it should, requ- it should be the only thing you do while you're doing it. Yeah. Right. If if it's baby yeah. care, right? Like Yeah. Agreed. You shouldn't be on Insta. Like yeah. that baby needs all of that phys- that energy and that space holding. And I was just like, "Oh, there's so much going on in here." Totally. I'm not giving this new fresh baby that that stillness that I think it requires that makes sense
0: yeah totally and i also think for the mom I mean I mean that's where I do think with postpartum I mean I'm not saying across the board but I do think having the experience of knowing what postpartum feels like exactly to be able to relate and just when she's crying and everything changes yeah like overnight. And so, just to know, like, it's okay if you hate your husband, if you want a yeah. divorce in this moment, like, yeah. it will pass. yeah and I can say that because I've been there and, totally. like, every one of my clients has been there. I mean, I'd, maybe if you're listening, you haven't been there, but yeah, 99%, I think you know, just to know what people have gone through. And I can, that resonate. might be a time where, yeah.
1: I mean, I've, I know amazing postpartum doulas who haven't been there personally, but can show up in that yeah. capacity. Yeah, I mean it's, it's and every postpartum doula, I think, work is different. Some, exactly. like, yours is less baby care. Yeah. I think a lot of,
0: like... A, no, it, I want it, nothing to do with the baby. I'm all about the, the mom. mom. Exactly.
1: I think, I, like, a lot of... For me, when I was doing it, it, it ended up being baby, baby care. care, which was the mom care, was mom needs right. baby care. I mean, care. it's intertwined, obviously. Exactly. They're,
0: they're still one. Yeah, but,
1: but that was the energy the that firmness. I was like, oh, this is really, really beautiful stillness that I, I want to work on accessing one day for my time. But until then, I have this, like, I don't know, like the the birth matched this well, you energy I had, you yeah, need that energy for sure, exactly. Yeah. So it's so fascinating. I always want to hear village. everyone's
0: birth and birth story. It does take a I village know. to bring babies forward, and then also to support moms and the family moving forward. Well, I'm excited to see what your new chapter looks Thank like, you. and I can't wait to visit you there. And I'm just oh, really, too. you know, so impressed and. In awe of all that you've created at such a young age. And, you know, age is just a number. And also, it is really beautiful to see someone, you know, really called to this line of work. You know, it obviously is a calling for you. It really is.
1: I feel so lucky. And I feel so lucky, yeah, not being a parent. Like, I've, I feel like cry thinking about it. Like, every single one of these mothers has taught me so much that I know I'll take on to my journey one day. And it's just like an amazing, beautiful opportunity that goes both ways, you know. I really get so much from all of them and I'm so grateful you get to be in this really special moment with people. So, it's such a gift and it's such, such an incredible
0: gift. life journey, yeah. this work. And motherhood in general. So thank you for being here. I'm so glad we got to chat. Thank
1: you. And, I love um, you.
0: Per usual, it's the divine timing.
1: Yeah. We've been trying we to do it. this
0: for a while, <laughs> but um, I love you. I and we do. Thank you. Thank you. J Ma.